Okay, welcome everyone. Shalom Aleichem. Baruch Welcome to Shimru's International Shabbos Project. Or something like that. That's what it's called. So, uh, Shabbos 39. Keep it. All of the good names. Welcome everybody. Um, we have a very nice representation today. All the way we have um, our friend from Atlit and England and... Uh, now, um, somebody asked me last time, you know, the shirim are very good, but can we have some toichen in the shir? So I, so that's exactly what we're doing this week. This week, the shir is on toichen, grinding. How do you know? I take my uh, criticism very seriously. And toichen, grinding, which is the seventh malacha. Actually, we uh, skipped... We went to Merakid last week, uh, which was number 8. We skipped number 7. So next week will be Lush. Now, where was Toichen used in the Mishkan? Well, in the Mishkan, you had the herbs that were going to be used for the dye. And they were ground into a powder. And uh, then that powder was mixed with water to produce a thick paste. So the grinding process of the pestle and the mortar... That was uh, the Malach of Toichen. So, uh, we're going to discuss today what constitutes Toichen. There's an entire branch of Halacha that we're not really going to be able to get into, and that is the use of medication on Shabbos, which falls under the category of grinding, and we'll explain in a moment. The Rambam says in Hilcha Shabbos, Parakhas Halacha Tezvav, one who grinds the size of a dried fig is Chayev. So anyone who grinds, says the Rambam, spices, tavlin, v'samonin, or herbs, b'machteshes, with a mortar, hareza toichin, v'chayev. That's the av. The av is to grind spices, herbs, in a mortar, or any kind of usual instrument. What is the tolda? The tolda is, you see, you're taking, let's say, grain, the kernel. The kernel is not usable. You can't make bread out of a kernel. You need to make flour. So you need to crush the kernel into uh, flour. So let's say you have a vegetable. You have a carrot. And you want to you know, slice and dice it. So in effect, you're grinding. You're making very small pieces. So one who grinds a vegetable, um, which is harvested, that's a told of time. So you're saying, well, what do I do? I like to have my Israeli salad. Okay, good. That's why you should buy it before Shabbos. But you can't make it on Shabbos. Because to cut it into very small pieces is toichen. So what if... Um, so therefore, we're going to learn when you make a salad, the you should cut it into larger chunks on Shabbos. On Shabbos, you're going to have American salad, Russian salad, Japanese... Not Japanese salad. You can have Saudi Arabian salad, but don't have Israeli salad on Shabbos. And so, you know, the small little cucumbers or the small little tomatoes, unless you make before. I don't like it when, it when it's cut up before. It's very mushy. Pal, that's why go straight to the cholent. What do you need the salad for? You have gefilte fish and cholent. There's, there's no room for salad. You don't, you don't need the salad. You need salad, do the lettuce, obviously checked. You could have put in the cherry tomatoes, but you don't need that fine salad on Shabbos. Fine. Or if you um, chop wood to use the sawdust, 
that is toichen, or one who rough files metal, you're chayiv if you even file a little bit. That is the toldo, these are all the iraisa. So your Israeli salad, again, is getting into uh, issues of toichen the iraisa. How about taking medication on Shabbos? See, taking medication on Shabbos, what could be problematic with taking medication on Shabbos? Well, there is a Isr Durabanon of taking medicine on Shabbos because uh, in the olden days, the way they produced medicine is they ground herbs. So less, they didn't want, Chazal did not want somebody to come to produce medication on Shabbos, and therefore they pro- prohibited the uh, taking of medication on Shabbos. Now, obviously, if somebody needs to take it for a life-threatening situation, it's mutter. Furthermore, if somebody ne- needs to take it for a, um, an illness, that if they don't take it, they would have, be confined to a bed. They would be chayla kol gufay, or their whole body would hurt. So if somebody would be nafal lemishkav, somebody would have to go into bed, or somebody would, is chayla kol gufay, they're permitted to take medication on Shabbos. But if somebody merely has what is called mechosh ba'alma, a small ailment, one has a minor headache, one has a minor toothache, and so then one would not be able to treat it on Shabbos. One cannot treat minor ailments. And now, let's say somebody has a mild infection, but uh, it's a strep or it's something that you have to take antibiotics for. So generally we we uh, conclude that one is permitted to take antibiotics on Shabbos because if you don't take it, it could end up being a life-threatening situation or a serious issue. Or if somebody needs to take medication because their limb is in jeopardy, that's also permitted. But mechush ba'alma, it's just a minor ailment. We don't take medication on Shabbos. Now, what if it's a minor ailment, but you know this is the kind of headache that if you don't treat it now, it will be a full-blown migraine in three hours, and you will have to lie down. So then you're also allowed to take medicine. There is a, an opinion, and I'm not saying this is definitive because not everybody agrees to it, that you're allowed to take preemptive medication. In other words, right now you feel perfect, but you have this twinge in your head that you know a headache is coming on. Now, the headache that's coming on is only a minor ailment. There are those who say you're allowed to take medication for preventative medicine. That is the opinion of Rabbi Ribiat. Many disagree with that. Again, if you know a headache is coming on, that you'll be nafal lemishkav, and you'll have to go to sleep, and you have to lie down, you for sure can take medication. But if you just know something's coming on, now, why would you be allowed to take preemptive medication for um, a minor ailment? Uh, the answer is, the logic is, and again, this is not unanimously held. Many disagree with this. But the logic is, why don't we allow you to take medication? Because we're afraid that if we allow you to take medication, if you don't have it in stock, you'll produce it yourself. You'll grind up the herbs. That's We're afraid you're going to do that if you're in a state of bahala, where you have a pressing need because your head hurts or you're not feeling well. So, so we're afraid that you're under the bahala, you're going to produce the medication. However, if it's preemptive and you're not really under the pressure to produce it, we're not really concerned you're going to come to produce it and therefore there is uh, perhaps room for leniency. That should be discussed with your 
local, uh, your per, uh, personal Pesach. Okay, let us now see the Gemara. The Gemara in Shabbos on Ayin Dalit on the base. The Gemara discusses... Excuse me, no degrades today. They're made of so it comes in tablet form, it comes in liquid form. So it's not applicable today. So surely, therefore, that should not apply. One should be allowed to take it in any event. Okay. Okay, thank you for that question. Very important. Who was that? I recognize your voice, but I don't see your picture. David, how are you? What's your last name again? Kale. Kale. Okay, so that's a very important question because it would seem that uh, the whole concern is obsolete. Nobody, nobody produces medication from herbs today. You know, you get yourself a, you have a little bottle of Tylenol, Advil, and um, so it would seem the whole concern of the Chachamim is obsolete. However, this uh, decree of the rabbis is still in full force. And that is because when the rabbis tell us to uh, avoid something, even if the reason given in the Talmud does not seem to apply anymore, nevertheless, one of the ideas is they've only revealed to us one of possibly thousands of reasons of why they forbid this type of activity. So even if to our minds it's no longer irrelevant and it's obsolete, the decree still, st- still sa- uh, stands. However, your point is well taken in that Rav Asher Weiss does differentiate between uh, rabbinic law where the reason does apply and rabbinic law where the reason does not apply. Namely, that under normal circumstances there is no difference. Whether we think it applies or it doesn't apply, we still have to abide by the law. However, in cases of doubt, there is more room for leniency on rabbinic law where the reason does not apply. Okay? So... So your point is uh, well taken, and it does make a difference. But uh, under regular s- scenarios, if you if one knows that they have a minor ailment, a minor headache, and they could certainly wait till after Shabbos to take the Advil, and they'll they'll deal with it, that's certainly the correct uh, the required course of action. But there are um, what in in more borderline cases, there's more room for leniency in rabbinic law where the reason does not apply. Okay, let us. Move on. The Gemara says on Shabbos, Ayin Dalad Omebez, Amra Papa, Hayman Depare Silka, Chayv Mishum Toichin. One who chops, beats, is Chayv for grinding. Amra Menasha, Hayman De Salisa Silte, Chayv Mishum Toichin. Menasha said, Someone who cuts wood into chips is Chayv for grinding. Now, the question is, why is the Gemara talking about beets? I mean, who eats beets? You, eat, you know, maybe you have Chrein. Who eats beets? Why doesn't the Gemara talk about peppers, uh, bananas? I don't know. Why doesn't the Gemara talk about celery? What's beets? So, from this Gemara we see that the definition of grinding is uh, bringing things into uh, smaller pieces. So let's say you grind kernels of wheat into flour, you break the kernels down into pieces, or you cut vegetables into small pieces. So based on this Gemara, one would think in all circumstances, when you cut something into small pieces, that's toichen. However, comes the Ritva, and the Ritva quotes Rabbeinu Yoyna, that the prohibition of cutting vegetables into small pieces is only if it's inedible, if it's raw. A food inedible in its current state, then and only then are you chayif for grinding it. But if it's edible, like a piece of bread... And now you want to chop up your bread into tiny little pieces, it's permitted because it's already edible. So the ritva is of the opinion, quoting Rabbi Yoyna, 
that the Isra of Toichin only applies in a circumstance where it is inedible. So a beet is inedible, raw. And now that you chop it up, it is more edible, let's say. We'll see. And that's when Toichin applies. But if you would want to cut an apple into tiny little pieces, or a cucumber into tiny little pieces, or a tomato into tiny little pieces, it would be mutter according to the Ritva and Rabbeinu Yana. The Rambam says as follows, one who cuts the vegetable, the Rambam is in Parak Chafal Falachi one who cuts the vegetable very, very thin to cook it, that's a, a tolda of toichin. The Rambam adds, you're cutting the vegetable extremely thin. And then the Rambam says in Perk Zayin Halacha, hey, one who cuts a vegetable to cook it, you're chayiv, it's a tolda of tchina, because tchina is taking one entity and dividing it into small parts. The Rambam seems to say that the Isser of Toichen applies if you're doing it for the sake of cooking. That implies you're only chayiv for slicing and dicing if it's going to be cooked. Says the Kesef Mishnah, the Rambam understands that the reason why the Gemara talks about beets is not because beets cannot be eaten raw. The reason the, the Gemara talks about beets, according to the Rambam, is because beets are cut up finely to cook it. So according to the Rambam, you're only chayiv for toichin if you're going to cook it. Says the Kesef Mishnah, on the other hand, it could be the Rambam holds that even foods that are eaten raw, if you're going to cut it into small pieces for cooking, that's also awesome. So, maybe you're doing it for after Shabbos. Okay, that's a minor problem in compared to a toichin, which is an Esther Dairaisa. That's why they should get chocolate milkshakes before Shabbos. So if I, if I want to cut up a vegetable We'll come to that. We'll come to that. So right now we have two opinions. We have the opinion of the Ritva and Rabbeinu Yoyna that cutting uh, something up is only a problem if if it cannot be eaten raw. The Rambam adds that cutting something up is prohibited if it's done for the sake of cooking. However, the Ureim comes and says, you should not cut vegetables into small pieces, period. Beets is an example. It doesn't matter. You do eat it raw. You don't eat it raw. You cannot cut anything into small pieces. So, if you cut something into small pieces, according to the Ureim, it is an Isser Dairaisa. So, it would come out like this. To cut tomatoes and veg- and cucumbers into small pieces, according to the Ritva and Rabbeinu Yoyna, you could eat it raw. It's mutter. According to the Rambam, you're not cook- cutting it to cook it. It's mutter. According to the Ureim, it's prohibited. Comes the Rajva, and the Rajva says, Furthermore, even if you're not cutting it into small pieces, you can't cut up a vegetable. However, says the Rajba, immediately prior to cutting to eating it, 
you're allowed to cut it up. Big or small. Says the Raja, the Torah never asked you to start saying, don't eat it this size, eat it that size. I'm about to eat something, I'll eat it the size I want to eat it. According to the Rajva, immediately prior to eating, you're allowed to cut something even to a very small size. In advance of eating, you can't even cut it into bigger chunks. Okay, now the, here's the question, how do we paskin? The Beis Yosef says, we are machmir on all four shitais. Which means, number one, you can't cut up something that cannot be eaten um, raw, that you're, you're cutting so that it's more edible. You cannot cook, cook, uh, cut something up to cook. You cannot cook, cook something, you're not, you can't cut something into small pieces. And you can't cut something into even larger chunks well in advance of eating. So, the bottom line is, if you want to make a salad, then you need to do the following two things. If you want to make Israeli salad, it's going to be chunky. It's going to be big pieces of cucumbers and big, bigger pieces of tomatoes. And you do it right before the meal. You can't, you know, a lot, you have these people, they have a lot of anxiety and they start preparing like three hours before the meal and they like to have their salad ready and then they go to shul. Uh-uh, can't do that. Don't cut up your salad and then go to, go to shul. So you say, but then I'm not going to have my salad. Like I said before, the main oinig Shabbos is the cholent, not the salad. In my house, they bring out the salad and everyone else takes the salad. And I take the cholent. That's my personal... You're the exception that proves the rule. That's my personal rule and recommendation. But uh, <laughs> the bottom line is, if you want to make the salad, don't cut it up too fine, and don't cut it up in advance of the meal. What about, now we get to the lambdas. A little bit more lambdas, and then I'm going to come to um, a very interesting machloikis between Rav Moshe and the Chazanesh. Are you allowed to cut up onions into small pieces for a salad? Now, onions, they're edible raw, right? You could eat an onion raw. It's not typically eaten raw, but you definitely cut up onions to put in small pieces of an onion to put in into a salad. Let's think about the definition of the malacha for a moment. The malacha, in a, in a way, involves two... Um, Components. The first component is, you take a larger item and you cut it up into smaller items. For example, you take kernels of grain. Now you can't make flour out of kernels of grain, so you're going to slice and dice the kernel. And now you have flour. You can't make dough from a kernel. The ne- Okay, so in reality you've done two things. Number one, by cutting up the kernel, you've taken a large item and you made it small items. But number two, you've created a substance that now could be used that in its earlier state, it could not be used. Listen carefully. Two things are being accomplished by Teichem. Number one, you have a kernel. You have a beet. The kernel is large. Then you cut it up into 500 particles. And secondly, now you have something that's usable. Beforehand, the kernel could not be produced into flour, and now the kernel could be made into flour. So the question is, which 
element of techina is the primary element. Is it taking a large item and breaking it up into small items? Or is it taking an entity that was unusable and rendering it into a new entity which uh, is now usable? Is it taking an entity that was unusable, rendering it usable? Or is it breaking something up into small particles? Now, the Sefer Ureim, who says that cutting up any vegetable into small particles is a problem, suggests from Tzvi Kushalevsky, it holds that the primary aspect of tchina is breaking something up into small particles. Regardless of whether you're making it more usable or less usable, the primary element of tchina, according to the Sefer Yoreim, is taking a large entity and breaking up into small entities. The Ritva and the Rambam, on the other hand, they hold that your chayiv, if what you're producing is something that is more usable, now you could cook it, now you could do something with it. So according to the Uraim, whenever you cut something into small pieces, you're chayiv, and according to the Ritva, it's only if, oh, it's not generally eaten raw, so now it's edible, or now it's cookable. So the argument could be made that if you're going to cut onions into very small pieces, while according to the Sefer Yoreim, that would uh, maybe be problematic. According to the Rambam, you perhaps would not be able to do it because beforehand, the in the state the onion is in, nobody is biting out of a raw onion. But it, sliced and diced, you're creating a new entity. So maybe the Rambam would say that this is somewhat problematic. The bottom line is that um, when it comes to cutting an onion into small pieces, uh, one should not cut them too small. And uh, furthermore, here's an interesting machlekes between Rav Shlomo and Orbach and Rav Nisim Karelitz. What is the definition of too small? You know, when we say don't cut your salad too small, how do you define too small? So Rav Shlomo Zalman has a lenient uh, criteria of determining what is considered too small. Says Rav Shlomo Zalman, he says, The reason is, says the Rav Shlomo Zalman, is if you're still going to need your teeth to chew it, that's big enough. So you say, oh, that pretty much still allows me to do anything because uh, if I'm still going to need my teeth, I'm not obviating the need for chewing, then that kind of slicing and dicing is permitted. On the other hand, Ravnissan Karaz disagrees, and he says, any time cutting it up into a smaller piece makes it easier to eat, that uh, that would not be permitted. So regarding the question before, are you allowed to cut up a vegetable into small pieces for an old person to help them eat it on Shabbos, um, even right before they, they eat, that should be avoided. You could cut up chicken, you could cut up eggs, you could cut up other things to cut up vegetables. That's, uh, that could be an issue of taichin. I want to conclude by speaking out a very interesting machlaikas between 
the uh, Rav Moshe and Chazonesh. You have a banana. You want to take a fork and mash the banana. So you're taking one entity and you're, you're, you're breaking it down. Is that grinding? Is that lush? We're going to see next week where to take small particles and to connect it together with a liquid. Let's say you have flour and you want to create dough. So you're going to mix it with water and now the flour is going to dissolve. That is lush. So can you take a banana or my favorite food, avocado? You want to smash it. Now I'm not talking about whipping it with lemon juice and uh, mayonnaise. That's a separate shaila entirely. I'm just talking about mashing a vegetable where the natural juices of that vegetable will help form a mush. Rav Moshe has a very interesting tshuva. Rav Moshe says it's mutter. Wait a second. If I can cut a carrot into small pieces, why am I allowed to mash a banana? Says Rav Moshe that the definition of toichin is only when you chop and you reduce an item into small pieces or small particles. However, if you're not reducing it to small particles, you're just changing it from a salad to a mush, that is not toichin. The very big chiddush of Ramosha. The same thing would be uh, with avocado. Or, in other words, according to Ramosha, uh, a potato that's cooked, you want to mash it. It's not toichin, because it's still a solid mass. It's not individual particles. And uh, certainly, you could rely on the opinion of Rav Moshe Feinstein. The Chazoinish, on the other hand, held, this was the very definition, and this is the quintessential form of toichin. This is the most, the greatest example of toichin, because you're breaking it down so completely that it's transforming. Now, if you want to be choshesh for the shita of the chazanish, you want to mash a banana, or a potato, or a avocado, you could do it with a shino, you could do it with the back of, uh, the, back of the spoon. Um, but certainly, Rav Moshe's Kedai Lismai Chalav, you can rely on that, that that is not considered toichin. The definition of toichin is to take an entity and break it down into particles. But according to Rav Moshe, mashing a banana or the like is not considered a violation of Teichin. Okay, so I have uh, just two brief announcements to make. If anybody wants to help support the Shimru project, which is uh, ultimately, they have a team of Tamil Chachamim um, producing the material. It's going to be published as a Sefer. If anybody wants to uh, participate in this uh, great project of our Batsas Torah, please uh, contact us. Uh, if somebody wants to sponsor a Malacha in the Sefer, please contact us. Also, tonight, there is a special uh, event a, uh, on Shas Illuminated, um, a, review, a, a review course on Hilchos Taras HaMeshpacha, Hilchos Nida, uh, focusing on Harchakos. It's 9 o'clock. You could get it on the Shas Illuminated website, or you could get it on uh, this Zoom channel, or on our website, RabbiDG.com. So if you live in Atlit, you only have to wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning if you want to catch it. If you live in Kew Garden Hills, you uh, 9 p.m. is a much more convenient time. But it will be available afterwards. Um, so that's uh, very important. And we're going to be uh, discussing 
some of the laws of Tarsa Mashpacha that are affected in the COVID era. Thank you everyone for joining. Bez Hashem, see you next week. Bracha v'atzlacha v'chol tov. Excuse me, is tofane is just not applying just to uh, vegetables? Doesn't it apply to all foods? Okay, so tochen applies to anything that grows from the ground. However, what the definition of that is, uh, we didn't unfortunately get into that today. So, smashing up tuna fish would not be a problem. You know, taking solid tuna and making it uh, into the tuna fish and making a sandwich out of it. So... Basically, we say as follows, that generally, if something doesn't grow from the ground, tochen does not apply unless they're inedible. Unless they're, excuse me, inedible. Because if they're inedible, then grinding it improves it. So, in general, uh, chopping up something that doesn't grow from the ground is okay, unless it's inedible, and then you can't do it. So, Lamasha, we gave an example. If you wanted to file metal, you couldn't do that. So, well, metal, you could make the case, comes from the ground. Um, but the foods that grow from the ground are in a different category of toiche, and that's the category we spoke about today. Uh, to, next week, Bez Hashem will speak about, possibly, the tuna fish and the egg salad. Rabbi, I know you, you spoke a lot about Israeli salad, which happens to be one of my favorite foods. And what I do is I make it before Shabbos, I cut